0: Welcome to the Sales Prospector Show, supported by Lease, a sales rep, any 5,000 company helping our clients grow sales by securing guaranteed appointments, qualify leads, and guaranteed contracts for their services and products across the U.S. I'm your host, Jill Pagan. You can find us on all social media channels and at leasesalesrep.com. Thank you for listening in. It's going to be a great one today. Yeah, I agree. It's going to be a great one today, and uh, we got the privilege of chatting uh, with um, Sue Hollop of Ansol, um, a um, interesting organization, and also uh, she is the chief marketing officer there. And with Victoria Borges, did I say that right? Um, I hope I did. Yes, yes, okay. Borges. Okay, Borges. Sorry, fifty uh, percent. I hit right. Uh, so that, that said, OnSolve um, uh, is a uh, is a tech and software company that has about 400 employees in a corporate office based in Atlanta, Georgia, with nationwide operations and an international presence. Uh, so they have, uh, they're kind of like, you know, the tentacles are, are, are all over uh, the world per se. Uh, and they they have a, a very interesting business. They are a tech and software company that uses AI. Uh, and please correct me if I'm wrong here when I'm done with uh, the overview here, they use AI uh, to roll out emergency communication tools to municipalities and businesses, as an example, uh, so that those municipalities and businesses can deploy resources uh, or move resources away from certain emergency situations that are happening in any given time in any given state, city, or country, uh, and they send out those alerts in various forms in order to get that message out to their customers so that both their customers can prepare and move uh, accordingly with resources and move stuff out of the way. If it's a earthquake or if it's a flood or something of that nature um, is what I understand uh, you guys do. Please direct me here, uh, Sue, if I'm wrong. And listen, welcome uh, to the show. I'm looking forward to our conversation.
1: Thanks so much for having me, Gil. It's exciting to be here and and you got it spot on. We are uh, in the business of critical event management. We've got the largest customer base in the world, nearly 30,000 customers. Uh, And and that's exactly what it sounds like, right? It's our purpose, our mission, and, and the value we bring is keeping our customers, their employees, their constituents, whoever that is, could be patients, students, residents, employees, you know, safe, informed, assured, productive when it matters most. Which is in the face of a crisis or an unexpected critical event.
0: Wow, wow. Yeah. And listen, congratulations on your awards. Fantastic. 2020, uh, this year, you got some awards from the AST, which is the American Security Today organization. It looks like you fell under that homeland security kind of section. That's right. That's a big deal. Okay. Particularly the environment that we live in right now. uh, And you got the gold award for best mass notification system right that's so that that's cool uh and the second one is you uh, got a, a silver award for the the best risk management product um that's that that's amazing congratulations to your team there all Thank those techie guys behind the screens and black Thank code you. and going typing stuff and making all this stuff happen uh the unsung heroes right That are probably somewhere in the back over there hidden uh, right now uh, doing the kind of work that um helps keep us safe in in many ways congrats
1: thank you so much uh it is truly a team collective effort here and and we celebrate our engineering and r&d team for exactly that reason uh but it's truly a collective effort across the company you know when you talk about mass notification critical communications Uh so we have the unsolved platform for critical event management and obviously that powers a lot of things but the three products that sit on it primarily are risk intelligence critical communications and incident management. Uh, When you think about the awards, for example, for critical communications or or ways that people would know this this software and the power of this technology and, frankly, why you need it, we're the company that powers Amber Alerts for the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. So when you receive those on your phone, that's us. We're out there trying to find those children bring them home safe. And so the technology needs to be leveraged to... Uh, before, during, and after a crisis. And the crisis can take on any one of a hundred ex- complexions, right? From hazmat spills and floods and hurricanes and missing kids and active shooters. You just don't know. So it's about bringing together our expertise, our people, those people you mentioned, and the technology to keep the customers prepared and, and lead to those uh, successful outcomes.
0: Well, that's a great, that's a great uh, dovetail into the, the question here about that technology and how it works and how do you get around privacy issues particularly when it comes to texting so uh, you get an amber alert on your phone or you get some kind of notification from a um, city government or from the feds how how do you even uh, get around that without getting permissions from people and that to go into a phone unless they're supposed to get permissions
1: Tough um, question, but a good one. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, the, Sorry. the uh, so that's all right. We'll start, we'll start big, we'll start national. So, the Amber Alert system is, uh, you know, the only system that is authorized by the Office of the President of the United States to override. Uh, those things for obvious reasons, right? Lives are at stake, especially those of children. It's not used for marketing purposes or anything else. It's used to save a child's life. Uh, And sometimes, by the way, that can even be something you might have heard of, Gil, called silver alerts. So if you have senior citizens uh, with dementia or other types of challenges of that nature, they've wandered off. It's the same concept. It's just an amber alert really focused on children, silver alert focused on seniors. But that's the only system in the United States. And ONSOF has that exclusive relationship to override um, that particular aspect. The rest of the time, it's a normal opt-in service. You might do that at the state, county, or local level for your city or town, and you opt in to receive those alerts. So we're always compliant with those privacy laws.
0: Wow. And just out of curiosity, and maybe this will be a little bit too technical, but all those phone numbers, right, let's say in a state, uh, (laughs) are at different cell carriers, Right. Yes. So you, you have an API that plugs into a centralized database that pulls everything together? Or do you have to have every single uh, database, T-Mobile, uh, Cellular One, you know, Sprint, you know, all these, uh, just help me to understand and the people understand how that thing works.
1: Sure, uh, bigger than a bread box. So you're right on that. So we have relationships with all of the carriers, right? Dozens of them around the world. In fact, our, our technology deploys in more than 170 countries in 29 languages, wow. uh, because obviously if we're deploying outside the United States for you, uh, and it's not in the local language, whoever's receiving it isn't gonna understand it. So we, we are able to do that, and that does require global carrier relationships, which we have. Our database has more than half a billion numbers in it. Um, and again, all of that compliantly done, plugging into national databases of those phone numbers. This isn't spam lists and stuff like that. Everything we do is by the book and in compliance with those regulations. And it's those uh, numbers of databases where we are able to get the alerts to local residents, et cetera, and others who, from emergency management uh, that opt in uh, to receive them.
0: Wow. And uh, so you landed here at, at this company, obviously, as uh, a as CMO and um, looking at the broad strategy of getting your message out and the branding and the marketing and getting lead gen and clients, you know, to, to right. onboard, right. Uh, to, uh, to the platform. Um, what kind of, what, what got you here before you were somewhere else, uh, and kind of, kind of brought you and plugged you into, into OnSolve. And, um, obviously the, the work that you guys are doing clearly, um, you know, is clearly important from just on so many levels, right. Just because of the notifications, and we have, we're have we gonna go down that road in a minute, uh, of, of situations where it will, be, it will be extremely important, other than obviously the Amber Alerts and the kids, and that's, that's clearly important, but other stuff. Where did you come from and land there, and now you've been doing this, what, a couple of years now? Um, at, yeah, thank you. Yeah, at the organization?
1: Yes. Uh, Yeah, I think I'm approaching 15, 16 months at it. So uh, prior to stop from here, I was in the Internet of Things. So I've always had a career in kind of enterprise software, technology services, Mm. um, you know, focused in that arena. I just really love it. I love the marriage of uh, technology to help people. Um, I mean, you could market a lot of things, right? Uh, And so what what drives me and, and what drew me to OnSolve, one of the reasons was You know, purpose and mission driven when you think about how the technology can help not just our customers, but their employees or their patients or their residents and really save lives and and make a difference when minutes matter most, you know, when every minute counts uh, was a real draw for me. It's it's purpose driven work and, and we're all excited here to get up and do it every day. Um, because we know it ends in, in you know, making a real difference and impact saving lives. We, we get letters and phone calls from people who've lived through tornadoes because of us and things like that. And so it's not hard to get out of bed. The other reason is um, it's a growing market. And what I mean by that specifically isn't just from the technology aspect, Gil, but if you, 2020 couldn't have been a more poster perfect example that this yeah. isn't something that's gonna go away. Yeah. Um, you're never gonna be able to predict every possible crisis or critical event that could occur to your healthcare organization business church or house of worship uh, it, it, it's one of those things that's somewhat evergreen and so our passion and our purpose is keeping people prepared to mitigate the impacts of those things right it get to those successful outcomes and so um, so it's not something that's going to go the way of the horse and buggy so to speak right it's it's not it's it could be a shooter, it could be weather, it could be any of those types of things, hazmat. And so in this case, it was a pandemic that hit 2020 and we were able to serve our customers and grow our customer base in helping people mitigate the impacts of that and continue to stay safe and productive and move their individual organizations forward.
0: Yeah, no, clearly um, uh, communication and um, virtual stuff and all those kind of things uh, were important and are important right now, given what we're going through as a country. Um, the um, an example. Uh, I'll throw out an example of, of, of a potential emergency situation, and and, uh, and and I'm kind of fascinated about how the data is collected, right? Okay. How do you, how do you feed that into a system? You know, so I've read something what was it seventeen thousand data points, or, or I, I was something on on your site about that? I'm that's like, right. Wow, okay, that's amazing. So you have a let's say um we'll use. Not not the vast Louisiana. We're going to use Louisiana because okay. they've, they've gotten hit with a lot of a lot of of, of of hurricanes and flooding and you know I mean the, the, that whole Texas area, Panhandle kind of you know got Houston. They got all you know i not Panhandle, Florida. They got hit, they kind of hit. Yeah, they got hit with uh, all these storms. Uh, so um, how does the data or the the, the AI work to alert uh, municipalities that? the, obviously the hurricanes come there, we already know this, right? Uh, how does mm-hmm. the, and how bad it's gonna be, how deep the water is gonna go into the city and what needs to be moved? How how, to, how does the system decide that and how is that all collected and put into a portal, I'm assuming, uh, somewhere and some kind of dashboard, right? That that reports this for, you know, emergency management people. So help uh, take us through like an example. What could be a train wreck, could be a, airplane thing, you know, help us to understand how that plugs in. Sure. Uh, it,
1: it's really exciting and fascinating when you think about it, but let's boil it down to everyday terms and things that we're all familiar with. Yeah, please. Really, it, it, in the world of data, you have unstructured and structured data. Structured data are things that you're familiar with. They might be weather feeds or law enforcement police alerts or things like that. And then you have unstructured data, which could be social media or news media, right? It's got less context to it. And so the marriage of the two is where the magic happens. That's where the artificial intelligence intelligence kind of shows its stuff, if you will, because you're looking for the contextual clues. The the difference is in the nuance. Otherwise, you're going to get overwhelmed with hundreds of thousands of alerts or potential alerts that aren't relevant to the situation unfolding at hand. So what we do is we've got the ability to customize that based on what uh, folks are looking for. It could be a business. It could be uh, emergency management, federal emergency management, Uh, So each use case a little bit different to your point. Uh, And then we're able to whittle that down, right? Through the artificial intelligence and only surface to that entity, uh, that customer, what's relevant to them unfolding in real time against those criteria. So it filters out the noise and it does it at a, a... Amazing speed compared to what a human can do. And it's not to say there's not a role for human analysis in it, but imagine if you're two or three people sitting in a global security operations center and all of that is coming at you, it would take you 30 minutes to do what the technology could do in 30 seconds to a minute. And so the idea is to surface the relevant insights for people to know to go from knowing to doing in that crisis moment.
0: Wow. Wow. That, that's amazing so I'm thinking when I was initially chatting with Victoria I, w- I was thinking about you know you got I'm thinking just a like human mind right I'm thinking radio TV Twitter mm-hmm. Facebook uh emergency communications let's say police bands and air, you know um, airplanes and all these kind of things um, you know internet traffic uh, all right. feeding into a, 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 a portal and then the AI is kind of doing all these things and well, we see 20, 30, 40, 50 hits and feeds around something seems legit. I'm just, I nah, because there's so many data points. Therefore, mm-hmm. you kind of consolidate that and make it in some kind of readable form for the end user versus just about five hits here. Doesn't seem to be credible, not an emergency kind of discount, this kind of thing. Is that somewhat accurate?
1: Yeah, you could put it in four simpler buckets, right? right. Think of it as coverage. Okay. And, and they're self-explanatory, right? Coverage, mm-hmm. accuracy, correlation, and speed. So if we, if we get the right information to you, but we do it 32 minutes later, it's not as, in, it's not as beneficial. Uh, if we get the wrong information to you in 30 seconds, it's not as beneficial. If we didn't have enough data sources to really triangulate around the critical event unfolding, it's not as beneficial. So you can see why all four of those things, mm-hmm. coverage, accuracy, correlation, and speed come together to build the value of the, of the product, right? And, and that's what primarily enterprises look for us to do. They have a multinational operations. It could be headquarters. It could be distribution centers and supply chain, warehouses and inventory, right? These things could happen at a moment's notice. And so they need to be able to move through coverage, accuracy, correlation, and speed very quickly to triangulate whether or not this is even relevant to them and what action should they take about it.
0: Yeah, that's great. Um, So given um, industry verticals, right, that um, this software technology, the AI, is good for, um, clearly we discussed a little bit on the front end of this discussion about um, government municipalities, right? Uh, Sure. So they can do stuff with the information and move resources and people and um, um, equipment if they have to get it out of the way or something like that. Um, So that's an example of a city and a government or a state. Um, it, is there other specific verticals, say, let's say healthcare, right, mm-hmm. uh, where this would be used for, um, I, I would think, coming out of healthcare myself a long time ago, um, uh, it's one of the industry verticals that we work in anyway, but, but sure. before those operations actually ran um, clinics and things like that, ERs, mm-hmm. so that, that we, you would notify staff somehow. Through That's some, right. That kind of some kind of um, a mechanism, usually at that time with beepers. And it was the one that had the little Dr. Beepers with the with the the, the scrolling along. I uh, had one of those too. Oh, okay, see, we're, we're, we're aging ourselves. I don't know about That's oh, We like, are. But we're, but <laughs> a little one, and they still exist, by the way. <laughs> yeah, know? when
1: I used the term pager with my teenager, he was like, What do you mean pager? And I'm like, Never mind. It's okay. Yeah, it's
0: like payphone. Okay. Like pay Mobile device, babe. Yeah. Mobile. Yeah. It was a payphone. Same thing. It was a yellow page. Same thing, right? Yeah. yeah. What do you
1: mean? Why does it have a cord on it? It's like, Never mind. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so, exactly. yes, I so think that, you and I
1: are from the same generation that way. Yeah,
0: yes, exactly. Exactly. The gray hair. Right. So that said, um, I, I think that um, the the hospital system, right, you know, I would think would be an example um, of staff and somehow using the platform for that. Sure. Give us an example of how it could be used for for a hospital system with four hospitals in a given network market. You know, a, it could be Florida, for example, mm-hmm. how we use it.
1: Okay. So let's break healthcare into a couple of buckets inside of a hospital environment. You could have something like patient and visitor experience, or you could have operational efficiency, if you think of it kind of in those two headsets. And so it could be anything from, let's use operational efficiency now and double click there. You could be talking about on-call scheduling, right? So you have a, a, a surge. Um, we saw this a lot with COVID. Right. Uh, dynamic scheduling. Yeah. So I was scheduled to work that shift, but now I'm ill and I can't. And so you're doing, you're d- literally doing dynamic coverage models um, that need to change on a dime to communicate to people, to ensure that the hospital is protected and staffed to deal with the demand. Uh, it could be uh, wayfinding. It could be patient experience. It could be... Um, tours of the hospital, right? Things like that. So the communication technology is ubiquitous that way. It's just the use case that you want to provide it to. But this year in the healthcare arena, specifically with COVID, uh, we're moving into, you know, looking at things like vaccine distribution and how you use it for that. So it's, it's limited only by your imagination of what you can do in a healthcare environment, financial services, manufacturing, government, um, to, to leverage the combination of risk intelligence Critical communications and then tied to incident management, which really anchors on people's somewhat business continuity plans, right? When those are getting activated, which we saw happen, of course, since uh, March of this year. Uh, and, and it's tying all that together. And, and you mentioned earlier kind of a portal, it's, a, it's more of a dashboard, a command center concept that allows you to move through that and make the adjustments you need to make. So that's just one specific example drilling down in a healthcare environment of how the technology can add immediate benefit.
0: I got to. So um, the verticals that you uh, play in right now um, and, and like to play in more uh, mm-hmm. uh, right now, wh- where are you playing for the most part with your, um, you know, with your service offering? Is it municipalities and governments or is it healthcare? Is it big, big business with you know, a billion dollar operations across the country? And so ha- help us understand a little bit about where you are, but where you also like to be. So one
1: of my favorite things about OnSolve and what drew me to it is the breadth and depth of its customer base. We've got the largest critical event management customer base in the world mm-hmm. with nearly 30,000 customers. Mm-hmm. And, and let me break that down to the variety that it is because it's exciting and it drives the use cases of the, of the technology, right? Mm-hmm. The technology is only as good as what you can use it for. Right. And so in our case, we have nearly half the Fortune 500. Right. No? Okay. Um, we've got federal, state, local government. We have... What you think about is maybe smaller businesses. It could be everything from houses of worship that use it or housing authorities and school districts. And so we truly serve the gamut all the way from Fortune 10 to your local house of worship.
0: That's great. So, so the local house of worship or smaller guys are probably using the texting component I would assume of the platform is that
1: more of the alerting piece. Yeah. But, but they're moving into some of the larger ones, you know, because we've all heard of things like, you know, mega churches and mega temples and people and stuff.
0: Yeah.
1: Those start to get into the risk intelligence because uh, of some of the unfortunate incidents we've seen unfold over the news over the last period of years around shooters and things like that. And so, you know, that's where ingesting those feeds and understanding what's unfolding in real time in context, can, can save lives. And so they can use those technologies from everything from, Hey, due to COVID it's virtual services on Saturday or Sunday Mm -hmm. to um, here's how we're going to handle this. uh, Tonight is the first night of Hanukkah for those that celebrate that or Christmas or, or Kwanzaa, Um, you know, here's how we're going to handle that. And so, uh, so it can be used to promote the purpose and the mission of the house of worship in this case, or it can be used to protect the individual worshipers, parishioners.
0: No, that's great. And the platforms on the, on the, on the pricing schedule, like, you know, just uh, it is I mean, so obviously going to be different for just texting only versus uh, all the other kind of alerts that you get. And I, and I remember, I do remember it being somewhat cost effective for the smaller providers and the like, and then obviously the more tick boxes you click, information you need, data feeds, I guess it increases the investment required. Is that accurate?
1: It is I would say our software pricing model is is fairly traditional compared to other software companies especially in this space right I don't think we have anything you know out of the box there that that would surprise anybody it's it's really you know capability driven Sure So how much of the platform do you need to consume and how broad of an audience are you attempting to apply it to is really kind of the two dynamics that drive that and mm-hmm. and that's that's how we handle our pricing it's very simple and straightforward for our customers
0: Yeah no that's great that's a, that's great it's uh, you know typical SaaS kind of, um, yeah, I got, and the like, and obviously you can work in different sides of businesses and different companies and, um, uh, verticals and the like, um, and obviously countries. I'm sure that I'm assuming that countries that other than the U S have other requirements, uh, totally different from what ours are when it comes to operations and privacy and all the data and all that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They do.
1: Uh, And so and you see that on the news as well. And that's why I always like to celebrate our R&D and product teams, um, because they are the ones that have to slog through that. Uh, And it does get into everything of where you have your data centers, uh, which I I wouldn't disclose publicly, obviously, but where you have your data centers. Are you compliant? You know, the United States is kind of we think of it as right this big blob. But obviously, when you get over to continental Europe, things do tend to roll out on a country by country basis. It's not really pan European. And so you do have to be compliant with privacy laws and data laws in every country to which you have customers and deploy. And so we certainly are, um, but it is, it is one of the many um, value adds that our R&D and product teams are able to bring in making sure that we're able to get these uh, alerts and messages through, gather the risk intelligence, et cetera for our customers
0: when they need it. Wow, what a, what a operational challenge internally just to manage all that just from a like, u.s is you know one body right but then you got yeah. overseas wow and say well what 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 city are we in and area are we in in this country and you know is it europe is it germany is it spain is it you know, is it Costa Rica? Is it, you know, where, where are we? Uh, and and we- that
1: works for the data feeds for risk intelligence as well, if you think about it, right? It's only as good as as hyper local as uh, it can be. Yeah. So if you and I are in Costa Rica and it doesn't know where in Costa Rica we are, that's not that interesting. So it, it has to get down to where am I and what is happening within a mile or kilometer around me. Um, and then that, that, those things dynamically adjust through the artificial intelligence to say, yes, you, you know, hey, heads up, something's happening. Or, yeah, no, don't worry about it. Uh, and then you can get into low, moderate, high risk and things of that nature. Again, all configurable by the customer. Mm-hmm. So they'll decide what their tolerance and parameters are and what types of things they want to have surfaced, et cetera.
0: Wow. Um, this sounds, you know, uh, I mean, super high level kind of. Just communication and AI and 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 all the data that it takes and pushes it through a, a portal into into dashboards and it's just amazing. Um, as we wrap this up, um, want to uh, ask you a couple of, of uh, super you know lightning round kind of questions. That okay. More about you actually, uh, um, and um, I think we got really got through the onslaught kind of platform. And uh, what you guys do, fantastic job there! And you thank know, you so much. You guys are, are clearly in the forefront of protecting, um, you know, countries and cities and states from various things, and informing us, me, right, I, I, on my phone when I get, get that data. Now think of Ensal, right? Uh, what is your um, uh, if you could have a uh, superpower, um, and uh, you are able just. Whatever it is, it doesn't have to be business-related. It could be personal. Um, What would that superpower be?
1: Oh, my. Uh, That's a great one.
0: I think... Yeah.
1: It used to be when I was younger that I wanted to be in two places at one time. But now that I'm older and wiser, I recognize that's not the great superpower. I think I'd go for um, I think I'd go for the ability to speak any language in the world, because um, when communication breaks down is when violence starts. And so I'd want to make sure I had the ability to communicate
0: as best as possible. Wow, that's a good. Good for you. I tell all the sections of the brain there to, to be able to you know talk all those languages. Uh if you're a coffee drinker, is it hot or cold or is it tea? I am a coffee
1: drinker all the way and it is hot. Um <laughs> some have akined it to, to rocket fuel. It's it's kind of coffee with espresso shots in it in the morning. I'm <laughs> sure it could launch a rocket if we poured it in.
0: Go on girl. <laughs> I uh I do the same thing. Espresso strong as, as, yeah. as I can put a hole in your stomach. It, yeah
1: <laughs> it's it's coffee that means business uh, all the way.
0: Hello Exactly. Uh, your um, your favorite food?
1: Ooh, um, that's a tricky one. Which is part of you know, putting on the COVID nineteen is is not deselecting um, foods to to eat uh, when you're sitting uh, at home a lot. Um, yeah, I don't. I honestly don't really have a favorite. I I, I avoid spicy and Mediterranean and anything else. Sounds great.
0: <laughs> okay, uh, that that's fine. Uh, hot dogs, um, and burgers and pizza.
1: All in. Yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> I grew up on the authentic Jersey Shore. I don't think you get through uh, your childhood without uh, hot dogs, hamburgers, and pizza are considered staples. So um, so when you're walking the boardwalk, that's what's there.
0: Yeah, you know, it's interesting in the north, uh, you don't get coleslaw on your hot dog. That's a solid <laughs> thing. That's down here. No, yeah. I'm
1: learning now that I'm down in Atlanta. There's definitely different ways of eating the, the things that I used oh. to eat up there.
0: And yeah. It's slaw, yeah. Um, so
1: uh, Apple or Android? Oh, Apple. Yeah. So interesting. I am, again, another one where my kids make fun of me. So I, I have an Apple. I have an iPhone. Uh, but I must use a, a Windows PC. I am uh, all thumbs when it comes to attempting to operate a Macintosh uh, laptop of any kind. Yeah, so both worlds. I, I'm a blend. I'm in both worlds. And honestly, it's we do that here at the company anyway, because our capabilities have to deploy on right. anything. So we're constantly uh, tinkering and testing with
0: all that. And um, the uh, the last one for you, if you could go anywhere right now, money and time is not a problem, not an issue. Where would you go?
1: Hawaii. Okay. Uh, I am a big turquoise beach, white powder sand person. That's one of my bucket list places. I've been to the Caribbean, et cetera. But um, yeah, it would be Hawaii. Yeah.
0: Excellent. Hawaii. Yeah. Uh, good for you. So if you, you could you. summarize... Um, uh, in, in 30 seconds, the, you know, the platform, uh, for the, and, and some of the, the bullet points that we covered, um, in this discussion around OnSolve and and your platform.
1: Thanks for that opportunity. Uh, the OnSell platform for critical event management is all about, our company, is all about keeping people safe, informed, assured, and productive when it matters most. And a lot of times, you're not going to get the opportunity to know when that situation is unfolding, no matter who the you is, whether you're an enterprise, a hospital, a government entity, a school. And so the idea is to leverage the technology, risk intelligence, critical communication, so that notification and alerting piece and incident management to get the information to the right people in the right way at the right time to get that successful outcome.
0: Wow, uh, we've been chatting with uh, with Sue Halab, the chief marketing officer of ONSOL, um, a, a great company. You guys are doing wonderful things, and um, we we appreciate um, your, your 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 how you're plugged into keeping our like our states and our cities and, and our world safe with notifications and the like. We, we hope that 2021 is your best year ever um, in, in the growth of picking up you know, new clients and, and getting your message out to the right audience. And um, thank you so much for uh, joining us and uh, having this conversation and, and as well as Victoria uh, being on, uh, on this call and this discussion as well. Thank you so much. It was great chatting with you. Thank
1: you, Gil. Great to be with you today.
0: Likewise. Thank you.